The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Thank you so much for being here with me as always. I appreciate you. We have our friend Ami Horowitz with us for this special episode. Ami is a documentary filmmaker, uh, which is very interesting stuff. You've probably seen clips of his work all over the Internet at different times. We're just going to have story time with Ami today about some of his most interesting projects, what it was like, what he's learned, and what else he is planning. Mr. Horowitz, good to have you. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Buck. How you doing? I'm good, man. I mean, you know, it's the country's feeling a little, little crazy lately, but at least we live in interesting times. So let's take, let's take a, a moment here. You, one of the big issues out there in the political realm and just in the cultural and social realm is uh, transgender children. And one of the things you do, yeah, you make full length, more feature, feature documentaries, but you also do man on the street stuff too. My understanding is that you went around and you you tried to get people to sign a petition for a five-year-old to medically transition. T- tell us about this and, and what people were saying to you. 
Okay, first of all, let's understand, this is kind of the point. There's no limiting principles when it comes to the left, right? So if they have an idea, for example, it's good to transition, therefore there should be no limits to it. What is good is good, whether or not you're 20, 12, or apparently five. Um, so I went around with a hidden camera and I, I believe it was UCLA's campus. And I had a petition for Annie Rodriguez, a fictitious five-year-old girl of color who wants, to, who wants to transition medically from being a boy to a girl. And her bad parents won't let her. So will you please sign this petition for her to transition, not to, not to support her wearing a dress or not support her calling her pronouns, but rather go through hormone therapy and surgery to become a full-fledged little girl. And... Buck, this is, you know, oftentimes when I sit on my couch, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a scotch, I'm thinking of ideas. I come across these like crazy, insane ideas. I go, this is never going to work, right? I mean, nobody's going to really do this, but I'll give it a shot. Buck, there was only one person who said they wouldn't do it. One. Who, the people who stopped and talked to me, every single college kid on UCLA's campus said gleefully, lustily, they would sign this petition and they did. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where people ask me all the time, why do you do what you do? Like, why do I do these videos? And it's sure, it's to inform people on our side, right? Who, who are, you know, people say preaching the choir and you all have to sing all the same hymn book and that's fine. But really that's not who I'm doing this for. If you go around and you ask center left people, right? Traditional Democrats. And you say, you know, the hard left, thinks that we should have open borders, destroy capitalism, trans five-year-olds. They'll say, that's, that's just, that's bullshit. That's right-wing uh, Fox News talking points. My point is to illuminate to them that the people they think they agree with really believe something in total contrast to what they believe. And that's, that's kind of the point. Well, was there, was there, of the people that went along with it, could you sense that there was at least some processing of five-year-old medically transition says that he or she is trans um this could be a little complicated oh but i know what i'm supposed to say so i'm going to say it or was it just right off the bat they go oh child transition boom done affirmation no questions you know what i mean like were, were any of them yeah, struggling yeah. Were, were they were they yeah. struggling you know for the uh, the eventual answer or were they just they knew what the marching orders from the hive mind are Great question. So I think I can illuminate that with one particular person I talked to. And she goes, wait a second, five years old? I go, oh, I found somebody who's got a problem. She goes, yeah, that's old enough to make that their decision. Sure, I'll support that. Like she actually thought through the consequences of what I was saying and saying five years old. Yeah, she's good. She's good. I'll, I'll sign this thing. Unbelievable. The one person who wouldn't do it, what was that person like? He was an older gentleman, I think a professor. And he goes, this is, that's, what you're doing is insane. You know that, right? And I was like, oh, thank God for you, my man. Thank God for you. Did you, did, you, did you get to like break character and tell him like, of course it's insane. The point is that you're the first guy who's come along today. Where was this that you're doing this? UCLA. Is UCLA. Now, you can't really, yeah, you can't really break character. The reason is because once you do, people will realize this is a, a, you know, a game right, and they right. will then around telling people this guy is trying to you know well i didn't mean us. right away but i said like like later did you go up to him you're like hey just so you know or you just let it rip no no he was long gone he was long i mean there are you know sometimes i'm desperate to find out the inner thinkings of these people and sometimes i do there are videos i have done 
where it's designed to then, after they've given their crazy answer, for me to then say, hey, let me tell you what the reality is. And usually those are my favorite videos because really, you, you know, I would say this, I know we think we live in a totally jaded world and in some ways we do. But my experience has been that when people are confronted with data and with the truth, and you have a moment to, you have their attention, their full attention, um, people tend to change their minds. And, you know, I'll give you one example of one of my favorite videos was I was asking people about um, tax day last year about whether or not the rich pay their fair share, right? That's the mantra we hear, not just from the left, even the center left, they all say that the rich don't pay their fair share. And, oh, every single person, of course they don't. They're all pigs. They steal our money. They have all the money. They pay no taxes. And then I said, well, let me ask you a question. What would be the fair share? What, what do you think? Give me, a, give me a number that makes sense. And they said, well, well, how much they earn? I go, okay, so that's, you know, top 1% earn roughly. And I don't remember the exact number. So I'd say roughly around 25% of all income in America. And they go, oh, I'm sorry, even less. I think it was like maybe 15% of all income in America. And they said, well, that's the number, 15%. I said, well, what if I told you that they pay over a third of the entire tax burden? Is that not fair? And they looked and they, they thought, you can see the wheels turning. And they go, oh, no, that's, that's fair. No, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. And just about every single person, even the most rabid, anti-capitalist, anti-rich person I came across would say, I have to rethink this. I have to look at the data. Because if that's true, the rich do pay their fair share. So, you know, there's, I love doing those videos because they are so interesting. But oftentimes, once you do that, a lot of times you, you can't finish the video because they'll just tell you, hey, don't talk to this guy. I want to come back and answer the uh, question or have Ami answer the question that he asked a lot of people. Are borders racist? We'll come back to that in a second. But first, uh, a word here from our sponsor. The value of your life savings and retirement accounts is dependent in part on the stock market. Take into account what affects our stock market's performance and ask yourself if you really want to put all of your marbles into one place. That's just not wise. Imagine for just a minute how turbulent the markets would be if events in Russia were to spiral out of control, for example. We saw what happened recently. It could happen. Makes the premise of owning gold right now at this time in our history that much more prescient and important. Gold is good. The value and stability of gold as both an investment and a hedge against inflation has been proven time and again. So is my precious metals vendor of choice, the Oxford Gold Group. Since I started investing and speaking of Oxford four years ago, their advice and direction has proven to be right on repeatedly. Call the Oxford Gold Group. It's who I use and trust. The call is free and the people on the receiving end of your call are knowledgeable and trustworthy. 833-430-BUCK. That's 833-430-BUCK. Oxfordgoldgroup.com slash buck is where you go online. Look, they make it easy. They've been at this a long time. They can arrange for an easy, discreet delivery right to your home. That's what I've done. That phone number is 833-430-BUCK, 833-430-2825. All right, Ami. So, are borders racist? You tackled this with one of your videos, one of your documentary shorts. Tell us about it. What'd you find out? Oh, Jesus, this is so depressing. <laughs> so, again, I went to, um, I went to again, I, I self-select. Um, I go to areas where they're dominated by the left, not just liberals, because I'm, that's really the end. I'm looking for leftists, not, not liberals. Because again, those those are the ideals and the idea that I'm looking to expose. Those are the dangerous ideas. Look, you know, people, liberals, they and I may disagree on tax rate, right? I think it should be 20% of the top tax rate. They say 50%. That's fine. We'll find somewhere number in the middle. 
But the hard left are the ones who have antithetical beliefs to you and me, and frankly, the vast majority of the country. That, those are the, the, the points of views that I'm looking to expose. So in this case, I went to uh, the East Village, hipster capital of New York, and I asked people, are borders racist, inherently racist? And again, across the board, of course they are. We shouldn't have borders. We have open borders. Again, if I told somebody, a liberal, that the left believes in open borders, they'll laugh at me, say that's not really their belief. You're, it's, a, it's a straw man argument. It's a boogeyman. No one believes that. Buck, I'm telling you that I don't know what the number is, but probably between 10 and 20% of the Democratic Party has these beliefs. And they were across the board telling me borders should be illegal. They're racist. They're, people are dying because of borders. We should have open borders. And across the board, talking to these people, that's the answer I'm getting. And then I went across the border and I went to Mexico, I went to Juarez, and I was traveling with people trying to get into America illegally. I went with the illegal migrants. And I was asking them, should America have borders? And they look at me like I'm an idiot. They go, of course America should have borders. Now I want to get across. I want, I don't want to be stopped. But should the country, your country has tried to stop me? Absolutely. In fact, I can't remember the, la the last guy I said, well, what do you think about people who think America shouldn't have borders? He goes, and the stupido. It was like the perfect ending to the video. It was, really, it was, it was brilliant. It's remarkable to see how effective the propaganda that we're all subjected to actually is, right? Because if, if that premise were, were true, that borders are racist, it would mean that every country other than America, which basically doesn't have a southern border worth the name anymore, uh, every other country is racist. But then you'd have to ask against whom? Right. Like who are like the sub-Saharan countries that have borders in Africa? Who are they racist against? The countries racist. in Asia, Southeast Asia. Racist. Right. But, it's, but so if everyone's racist, is anyone racist, Ami? You know what I mean? No, no, look, we, we, you know, you and I and, and all of our ilk have been, have been saying that for years. If everything is racist, nothing is racist. It used to be 10 years, 15, maybe not 10 years, 15 years ago. If somebody called you racist and say, Buck, you're a racist, that was a true slur. That oh, yeah. was really degradation of who you were, a disbursement, a, a disbursement of your character. These days they go, Ami, you're racist. Buck, you're racist. You laugh at it. It rolls off your shoulder. It means nothing. Because everybody's racist these days, right? You don't listen if you don't literally follow their viewpoint, right? Their diktat, um, their theocracy, you are a racist, straight up. Now, the, the funny thing, I, I spent a lot of my time, and, and over the years, more and more of my time, focusing on actually on racial issues and focusing on how the left are really the racists in our country. And I've done video after video. It's one of, you know, the, one of my videos that really broke out, you probably remember this, was a video I did. It was the first race video I did. And I started doing a lot of them after that because it was so successful, where I went around asking leftists if voter IDs were racist. And of course, everyone said they were. And then I went to the black community and I asked them, and they looked at me like I was crazy. Of course not racist. I've done numerous amount of these videos. You know, one that kind of sticks out to me was I did a video and I asked um, people on the left, um, well, why are, why is there higher obesity rates in the black community, right? And they looked at me and said, racism. That's why. I said, how so? I said, well, uh, and these, these are literally the answers, you know, but the writers for my videos, 
are my subjects. If I sat in a room and I scripted out what their possible answers could be, no matter how crazy I went, it wouldn't be as insane, insanely beautiful as my subjects' actual answers. So when I asked them, well, why is high obesity in the black community racist? They said, well, because black people, um, they're so consumed with racism that they can't eat properly, too stressed out to eat. This is the answer they're actually giving. Do you know this is true, Ami? Uh, recently it came out, the American Medical Association, which is the largest group of doctors, you know, doctors association in the U.S., says that um, BMI is a racist tool because <laughs> um, physician, because uh, it does not appropriately represent racial and ethnic minorities because it is based on the imagined ideal of 19th century, this is all from the New York Post, Imagined ideal Caucasian of the 19th century without considering a person's gender or ethnicity. So now B- BMI, according to the AMA, the American Medical Association, is racist. Well, the AMA lost all credibility years ago, but really lost all everything it had left during the COVID, uh, the COVID time. You know, the AMA. When I, I remember the story. Um, they had on their website for years talking about the importance of children and their growth uh, through facial recognition and, and looking at other people's facial expressions in order to learn. And um, they took that off their website because of masking, support masking. They took it, they literally redacted their website, right? Pravda style, because it didn't fit with their narratives on masks, right? They were, they were willing to hurt the, the ability for, for children to, to learn and grow emotionally and, edu- and, and, and intellectually because it didn't fit their narrative on mass. So the, that's what the AMA is. But yeah, that's exactly my point. And then of course, um, and by the way, what's more racist than taking away agency from somebody else? Because you're not smart enough to make good choices. So therefore we're going to change the entire paradigm to fit that. But the, but the truth is that black people, they're not stupid, they see through. And when I went to the black, I went to Harlem and I said, why is there a higher obesity rate in the black community? Their answer wasn't, oh, that's not true. We're not obese. Their answer was, we make bad choices, bro. We make bad choices and we got to do better making good choices. That was their answer, which is the truth. And, I ask you, um, yeah. No, it's, uh, Ami, uh, we're going to talk about your, I still remember your trip to Sweden. And, and what went on there. So we're going to come Ami made a trip to Sweden and not all of the locals in the predominantly Muslim enclave that Ami visited, if I recall, were super happy to see Ami Horowitz there. So we can discuss this in just a moment. I want everyone to to, uh, to know what it was like for you to try to do documentary film work there. But for, for now, a quick word from our sponsor. MyPillow's website is like the, key, uh, the gift that keeps on giving. And in a good way, my friends, trust me. They've brought back their massive closeout sale pricing on their ever-popular all-season slippers. These are the my slippers that are must-haves for around the house, even outdoors, too. They're so durable. The reason for all the attention on them right now is the incredible price tag, just $25. They're normally priced at $149.98. Let me make that easy for you. We're talking about a discount of about 80% off. I'll remind you, my slippers have that exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper patented and it makes these slippers very comfortable they're almost like shock absorbers for the feet with all day comfort they come in a ton of colors and sizes you can get yourself and everyone set up nicely at 25 dollars a pair 
Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, grab a pair of these all-season slippers. You're limited to 10 pairs at checkout because the deal is that good. Enter promo code BUCK when you go to MyPillow.com. Get yourself a pair of these slippers. MyPillow.com, promo code BUCK for $25 to buy a pair of these amazing slippers. All right, Ami. You went to Sweden, and it wasn't all reindeer steaks and Swedish kisses for you, right? Like, how did it go? So I oftentimes go to um, somewhat da- or you know, somewhat particularly dangerous places, places that most people wouldn't go to. And, you know, the, 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 da- the biggest danger I have is getting complacent in, in, in the danger because oftentimes when you're complacent, that's when you're at, mo- at high, highest risk. Where you'll go to, like I'll go to a refugee camp in Janine um, and I'll go there 10 times. And 10 times, it's fine. The 11th time, you start putting your guard down and that's when things get dangerous because – when things go, they only have to go tits up once, and then you're you're, you're toast. Um, so one place I didn't think I'd be in danger, Stockholm, right? I figure that's a pretty a relatively safe place. And so um, I, I go to Stockholm because there's this thing called no-go zones. Now, again, the left will claim they don't exist at all. To be honest, the right will claim and overinflate what these things are and say they're in England and America, and that's just not true. No-go zones, they exist, and they only exist, as far as I can tell, in three countries, three Western countries. They exist in France, Germany, and Sweden. And I went to one of these no-go zones, and they're not, there's, no, there's, no, uh, there's no real borders, no wall, there's no demarcation line. It's literally you go from one block to the next block, you cross over the, that one street, you're in danger. And, um, and I remember a, a 60-minute crew from Australia did that, and on camera, they just got their butts kicked. So I went across to, 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 to you know, interview what's going on. And the idea of the video behind the video was uh, Sweden has taken in more Islamic refugees than any other European country per capita by a large mile. They've gone from 0% population to 5 or 6% Islamic population in, in, in five years. And there's been a lot of social dislocation because of that, if we're being honest. And particularly when it came to rape and murder. Rape and murder went through the roof. And you can you see this, if you look at the statistics, when the Islamic immigrants started coming in, the rape and murder numbers went up as right side, side by side. You, you can see the numbers clearly if you put them side by side. Not to say that all people going coming from Syria into, into Sweden were bad. Most of them were very good, hardworking people who wanted to make a life for themselves. But the reality was you have a, a minority of people, but still not an insignificant number, who are causing havoc and social dislocations. So I was going to document so I went across and we got met by five thugs who said, you guys have to leave now. And my crew ran off. And before I could say the words, hey, why can't I be here? These five guys just started tuning me up. I mean, badly. Like I've, I've been beaten up before. This was, this was very bad. This was the kind of beaten up where, and usually if you, get, if you get attacked, a beat down lasts 15, 20 seconds before people really break it up. In my experience, in this case, I was in an open square, right in the middle of this neighborhood. And as I was covering up, I looked at the people in the square, and they were just watching and laughing. So I thought, "There's, this is it. This, I'm, I'm done unless I'm able to extricate myself from this myself." And um, as they were stomping on me and kicking me, uh, one guy, luckily, made the mistake of trying to come close to me to choke me. He got close to me. I was able to hit him in the throat as hard as I could. Uh, he went down, and the other guys kind of backed off for enough. You know, it gave me a little enough wiggle room where I could roll out and kind of just 
crawl out across that demarcation line. You know, it's funny. Um, I've always thought I wanted to have like really cool last words, you know, I regret mm-hmm. I only have I bet one life to give for my country, something like that, something really cool. So my last words that I thought I was going to die are on tape and on this video, and they're not cool at all. They're, they're pretty sad. Mm. But the most interesting part, if I can continue on the story, was not the beatdown itself. The most interesting part was when the video came out. So uh, Trump gave a speech about it. He famously said at the time, uh, look what happened last night in Sweden, right? He's referring to my video and the whole world said, what happened last night in Sweden? It became the number one news story on planet Earth. Literally the next day I wake up and I'm the front page of every newspaper, New York Times, Washington Post, Hindustan Times, Der Spiegel. Um, every, every Sunday talk show is talking about it. Uh, I'm on CNN a bunch of times. I'm on, I'm on every, every network you can imagine talking about this video. What's most interesting was the way this was spun by the news media. And I'll give you one example, which exemplifies this. New York Times, right? The paper of record, right? The most honest, straightforward paper that humans have ever put to writing since the tablets. And so in this article, front top right corner, front page corner of the New York Times, Sunday New York Times, they say, Ami Horos is wrong. We look at the statistics and crime, crime is down in Sweden in the same period of time. Well, I never said crime was up. I said rape and murder was up, and I knew that. But they, used, they specifically created a straw man argument to make me look bad, to make matters worse, to compound this. And this is, by the way, I can go on and on with different newspapers doing the exact same thing. I'm just bringing up the New York Times as an example. At the end of it, they said, and we reached out to Mr. Horowitz for a comment. And he never got back to us. Making me look like a jackass, right? Like I'm hiding something. And I look, at the time I was getting thousands, you know, thousands of emails. And I went through, me and my assistants were going through all of them. And I did not remember New York Times request. I did a lot. I answered almost all. I went on every single talk show that had me on. And um, I went through it. Couldn't find it. So I called Peter Baker. You may know the name. Peter Baker is one of the top, if not the top writer in the New York Times. He's the Washington correspondent. And I got a cell phone and I reached out to him. I said, hey, Peter, what's up with this? He goes, give me a second. Let me look into it. He gets back to me. He said, no, no, we reached out. We sent a at Ami Horowitz tweet asking for an interview. Not a DM, <laughs> not an email, an at Ami Horowitz, and they thought they were covered. That's how the media is so twisted, but they do it in an insidiously genius way where nobody outside the person, actually the subject of it, can tell. Yeah, I, I always tell everybody there's no upside in dealing with regime media because they don't care. Right. Like it's not if they're doing a piece on you, if they ask someone like me for comment, they're going to use whatever comment I give them as further evidence against me. It's there's never any like, oh, well, you gave extra context or whatever. It, the whole thing is is a total mess. I want to ask um, Ami if you would tell us. Well, can you tell us anything about what you're planning next? If not, I'll ask how you got into this line of work. Well, either go forward or backwards, which you want to do. Um. Yeah, there's one I've shot, so okay. I can talk about it. Yeah, there we go. Season. There we go. We're getting a Horowitz preview here, everybody. We'll get to that in a second. But first, a word from our sponsor. Famed economist and best-selling author Nomi Prince is out with a new warning. She says a small group of financial elites are plotting a drastic action unlike anything we've seen since 1971. The White House, the World Economic Forum, even Bill Gates are involved. According to her research, your ability to spend, borrow, save, and invest could soon be restricted with the push of a button. 
Our financial system is about to be transformed in a way that would have been unthinkable just a few years ago, and it all starts in July. Bank of America is saying it's inevitable. If you've got any money in a U.S. bank account or retirement plan, get all the facts at disappearingdollar.com. You may not like what Dr. Prince has to say, but at the very least, you'll be prepared when events take a turn for the worst. Disappearingdollar.com. Again, that's disappearingdollar.com. Go there today. Check it out. Paid for by Rogue Economics. All right, Ami, look at this. People getting an early sneak peek at what has already been shot by Ami Horowitz, filmmaker. What do you got for us? Well, I tend not to like to do this, but Buck, man, you know, I, I like you so much. I, I can't, you know, I can't help You're myself. You're a man. Right? So this is, I got I to gotta say, one of my favorite videos of all time. So obviously there's a narrative, well, not a narrative, uh, Democrat, uh, black people vote. Was it ninety five percent consistently for the Democratic Party? Yeah. Um, but we know that at the end of the day, mm, black people are not that liberal, right? When it comes to their policies, their thinking itself. So I wanted to prove this. So how do you prove this? Actually, actual data. How can you prove this? So I went to a black community college in LA, Southwest Community College, and I asked kids. I think I interviewed twenty five kids. I said I started out by saying, "What's your what's, what do you believe politically? How do, how do you how do you vote?" And across the board, without Exception. Every single kid. Democrat, 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 Democrat. I said, okay, we're going to play a little game. I'm going to give you the top 10 issues facing our country today. Every crime, borders, trans, social welfare funding, climate change, you name it. I got the top 10 issues. I said, here are the two positions of each party, but I'm not going to tell you which party subscribe to which viewpoint. And you tell me which one you, you know, you kind of, you kind of resonates with you the most. Look, not one of these kids subscribed majority Democrat. They were all majority Republican, some 70, 80%. And the beauty of it was their shock, their face, when I told them how they scored. Now, and they weren't, I mean, some were a little horrified, but most kind of looked at it and said, I guess I must be a Republican. I can't believe this. Like, they were all shocked. It was crazy. I look forward to seeing this video, Ami. Got a little preview of it there. You have to come on the radio show and tell everybody about it. Ami, where can folks go to watch your films and, and see what you're up to? Just put an Ami Horowitz on socials, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, IG. It'll all, only fans. It'll all come up. <laughs> all right, Ami. Stay safe out there. Thanks for fighting the good fight. Appreciate you being here on the show. Always a pleasure, my friend. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.